0: Listening to the Indie Echo Podcast, a showcase of independent music and the artists that make it. I'm Jordan, producer at High Five Music. Sean Finn is an Irish singer songwriter. His personal lyrics shine throughout his new single, Galway, and EP Late Replies.
1: My name is Sean Finn. I'm from Blanchettstown in Dublin. This kind of like sounds like a, a Tinder profile intro now. Um, but yeah, I'm from Blanchettstown in Dublin. And I grew up in the suburbs, uh, working class. Um, well, I didn't have come from an extreme musical background. like my, my grandparents played guitar. But it was never something that was like, oh, OK, you have to go into music. Like, you know, I kind of fell into music myself. I was really into sports as a kid. Still am into sports now. I love uh, football rugby snooker i like to play golf don't like to watch it but i wanted to get a skill so i learned to play, to play guitar like because i could people were like i was like 16 and people were gathering skills and i was kind of just sitting there in my bedroom going right okay but well, i'm pretty good at fifa but <laughs> i am um, so i started to play the guitar and um i was dreadful <laughs> absolutely dreadful when i started off uh like most but kept going uh, i was listening to quite a lot of the oasis at the time which is funny because i can't stand the oasis now i think that's such a crazy perception of like i was obsessed with them and i met noel before and i've met bonehead from oasis and i just i can't stand this i couldn't listen to oasis now and it's crazy because i have vinyl records all over this room that were that i'm sitting in now and i've got like the most limited edition of oasis records that i spent so much money on when i was younger and now i'm here i'm, I'm 22 and i'm like Oh, well, I, I don't like Oasis anymore, but I'm, I'm not going to throw away the records because they mean something to me at a certain point in my time. But yeah, um, I grew up listening to a lot of Oasis. The Arctic Monkeys are a heat band I'm still hugely into now. Um, the Coronas are a great Irish band. I'm actually wearing one of their t-shirts right now. Um, any of my Irish followers that are listening to the podcast will know how much I absolutely love the guys. They're really nice. Of uh, I'm lucky enough to be quite acquainted with them and they're absolutely awesome guys. I had never really thought I was going to be a musician because I didn't think I was good enough. And I, I still don't think I'm good enough. <laughs> um, I kind of just fell into it. I, I I left school and I got offers to go to um, university, and it was like, right, okay, you can do history, you can do journalism. Didn't get any offers in of music. And I did music only for my last two years the school over here, and I just was like, I, I don't know, I kind of want to give it. A, I want to give it a shot. So I did a one-year course in music and deferred my places in those other colleges and said, I'll get back to you in a year and if I want to do that, I'll do that. I've done a PLC, which is what it's called over here. It's a one year course when you finish school and you get a level five qualification. And we've done that and I just said, no, I want want to try and pursue music now. And even at that, I I still wasn't writing my own songs. Like I was like 18 at this stage and I wasn't writing songs. I was playing in a covers band and that was actually where I met my current drummer, Aaron. Um, And Aaron's now like, of my favorite people ever once i decided to move on to the proper like go into go into proper college then i was like right okay i need to start writing my own songs and in 2019 i started writing songs and things weren't really going places like you know i was like oh yeah that's fine like you know like you know when you songs to people and they go oh yeah that's great yeah (laughs) like move on to anything else then like you know but um yeah I, i kind of just fell into it in a way like you know it was kind of just thing little things kind of pushed me towards it and then even when I tried to back out of it things kept pushing me in um like there was a stage in tw- if the, the start of 2020 I was like I was just pretty down there with my my mental health and stuff that was going on in my personal life at that time and you know I just like music just isn't it's not gonna happen for me like you know I just need to accept the fact that music is not going to be the path that I go down and then out and not of nowhere I wrote a song called Live My Life and that was my debut single. Um, and I, play, I put Live My Life out um, because we'd done a gig, we'd done the gig and the reaction the song got was like, so I, I, I just didn't believe the reaction. I was like, there's no way that happened. Like, oh my God. The, the reaction was just so lovely. Like when I came after the gig, people come coming up to me, oh, that was a lovely, lovely song. Like really, really loved it. I loved the emotion. It was very raw on stage and stuff. I was like, thank you. And then, once I got the video back, I posted the video on to Instagram. I didn't even have a business Facebook at this stage. Like, you no, know, it was just my Facebook that I just posted up to. And my grandparents were going, yeah, this is so good. Like, you know, but then my auntie's friends were seeing it and they were like, Oh my God, this is really good. And it kind of, it didn't go viral. Like, you know, but I got quite a lot of feedback and all of it was very, like heartwarming and it was, it was really, really nice to hear. Like, you know, so that kind of pushed me into doing that and then you know the pandemic comes along and then things are going a bit slower again but the pandemic gave me a lot of time to reflect and do a bit of writing and that sort of stuff as well to live my life without death to live my life and walk on from all these demons in the night dream you'll just hold me tight And so you
0: started releasing these singles that kind of culminated in the release of your EP, Late Replies.
1: Well, around the time I'd written Live My Life, I'd also written um, Stop the World and Picnic. Um, and they were they, they were kind of like, you know, those three songs were all written in the space of three months. I think Stop the World was written the month before Live My Life. and I only actually got a memory the other day on my Snapchat of me sending live my life a very rough demo of it to one of my friends and i'd saved it and i actually put it up on my instagram the other day and it was crazy how different i was the song was at that stage and like the whole process of like how of my mindset of like how i how i go about these things as a musician and as a songwriter my songs tell stories really like you know i don't go oh look at the girl over there she's so beautiful i want to marry her and that sort of thing. Like all my songs are stories. Like you know, like my new single Galway is a story, and it's about how I felt when something happened. If this could last, is probably the, the closing track to the EP. That's probably the very best example of a story because there's not even really a chorus in that song. When I'd written Fallen Flowers, and if this could last, I wrote both those songs in the space of about two or three weeks, very quickly. And I kind of said like these these kind of embody this period of my life. And that's where, like, you know, when I was writing songs, I wasn't writing songs to release them. I was writing songs just for myself as a form of expression. I think that's another reason why my songs are stories in many ways, like, you know, because it's me expressing my emotions. Once I had those songs and my life kind of shifted a little bit, I changed my friend group, my, you know, where where I, I moved house. And like, you know, a lot of things changed for me for the better. But it was, on um, and then I started writing more songs and Galway was one of the first songs that I wrote in this kind of like new period of my life. Like Galway was written about a year ago. I'm gonna miss her big blue eyes I'm gonna miss the way she plays with her hair Her boss, a train Her tickets are away. It's really gonna kill me that she's no longer down the road I kind of felt these songs really embodied that period of my life where you know I was kind of down and out but there was glimmers of hope and I was like you know like stuff got to do with relationships and friendships and Things coming to a close and new beginnings and who was sticking around in my life and i felt those five songs really embodied what that was all about
0: live my life is a great introduction not just to the ep but to you as an artist it's very intimate and soft like you, you go a little harder on some of the other songs but in terms of you know just getting that personal story out there it's a great introduction track
1: like my, my roots have always kind of been in hard rock and punk rock like some, some of my favourite bands like I mentioned before Foo Fires, ACDC, Nirvana. Um, I'm a huge fan of the Killers as well. Like I, I do love a lot of hard and punk rock and it's, it's music I do want to make but I, I just felt Live My Life was something that was a safe bet to release because like you said it was a good introduction to me as, as a writer First and foremost, um, as an artist, like you know, it's it's an easy to listen to acoustic song. It was easy to mix because it was only three tracks. It was two acoustic mics, one up here, one down there, on the guitar, and a vocal mic that I recorded into. So it wasn't um, a hard process. Like it wasn't a hard mixing process. Once I lined everything up and comped and EQ'd everything, that's all I really had to do because I wanted it to feel raw.
0: What I like about Picnic is the way it gradually builds over time. It gets a little harder, a little harder. And was it written that way or is that something that came later where you're like, oh, you're in the studio or something like, oh, maybe we can add more guitars towards the end.
1: It was, I think I originally wanted it to be a full song like Flowers where it was all electric guitars. And I knew it was going to be a softer electric guitar. Like I knew it was going to be quite a clean kind of Fender Champ kind of sound coming out of it. But I was like, no, I want this to be... Because I think that the do do do, which is like is prominent throughout the whole song, those three notes, uh, and that like kind of riff, if you want to call it a riff, um, kind of playing through every couple of seconds. It, it was intentionally done that way, but not when it, when I originally wrote the song. I was like, we're going to do a big rock ballad, but it did like uh, kind of as the production and mixing process came along and we got Aaron's drums back. That's when it kind of turned into that kind of oh, let's make it look kind of like a soft rock builder. But by the time we get to the end. It's a completely different sounds to what it was at first, and it doesn't feel extremely unnatural. which is something I have really carried on in the mix, for no mm. But one day I hope I'll call mine We'll have our picnic in the sunshine
0: You added some strings in if, if this could last, and was that just kind of an afterthought? You
1: kind of played around with. Yeah, that was something that was brought to me by um, by a mentor of mine, um, Amon Brady. He kind of just he mentioned it to me. He was like, There's, "You could, you could do something more with this, like you said, because like you've done all this already with your songs. Like you know, at that stage, I think if this could last was supposed to be like live my life when I originally wrote it." Where it was like, it's just going to be the guitar and the piano. So actually, it's more like Stop the World. And it's going to just be the piano. It's very simple to play in piano, very simple to play in guitar. It's it's all just the kind of the one triad shape. you are moving that around. And and that was kind of suitable to me because I'm not a great piano player. So I was like, right, okay, I can play this in piano. I can get away with it. And he was just listening to it with me. And like, I was trying to go, I was going to him for mixing tips. He was like, get some, like, you need to bring some drums into that. So. I call Aaron. Aaron and he drums. <laughs> Aaron sends me drums. Like kind I of just came in the process now. Like we're we're so lucky that we live in an age where I was at home and I just had my MIDI keyboard, which I used to play the piano, and said, "Right, well, let's go into Logic and let's let's like you know let's look up some of the, the pre effects here." And it had lots of strings and there was lots of different versions of it. And this new song has a trumpet on it. If you listen to listen to Galway at the very end of the last chorus, there's a slight trumpet there. I did want it to be a bit louder, but also I did kind of want to serve the song because I was like, oh, I want that to kind of because there is a, uh, I think, I don't know if it's a trumpet or a trombone that um, I used on if this could last as well, or it could be a French horn as well. But in the middle of this, if this could last as well, it kind of brings in a brass section as well as the strings like uh, and I, I've seen that a lot in pop music, now. even when I listen to Phoebe Bridgers and I listen to a lot of the new Killer stuff um, and John Mayer is kind of getting quite experimental with that sort of thing as well. And I just I think it's something where music has gone and I really like it as well. Like I love that type of classical stuff. I love watching old films and hearing that old music and I don't sit there and listen to it enough. But lucky enough, my grandparents house where I live, we listen to um, a radio station called RT Gold and it just plays songs like you would not hear a song from 2010 afterwards but it plays a really good mix of like you know 80s rock and then like you'll have like some 30s classical music come on as well and it's really really cool it's really good for inspiration to listen to that station you hold my world in your hands i really wish that we'd had that dance on that long old strange night for both of us only that could
0: have been the start of us. you're kind of in this you know singer-songwriter pop rock lane right now but what would you add what genres would you want to explore later
1: on <laughs> I, i'm pretty comfortable where i am like you know i'm not big into electronic i don't like I, I i'm not a huge fan of country but i don't mind country like you know um, I see a lot of people give country a lot of hate and I don't know maybe it's because I'm from Ireland and country music is it's not huge here but it's part of our culture like you know um, like you now we we all have like you know a Christy Moore song or you grow up and you know their songs it's like it's like the, you know that joke of like everybody knows Mr. Broadside doesn't matter where wear you for like it's the first time you listen to it, you know the song, and it's kind of the same in a, in Irish culture with those bands. Like you know, there's a couple of especially like some Republican songs and that sort of stuff, where um, you know you just know them during you're embedded into the culture. Like you know, so countries like Elaine that I wouldn't say no to. I, I'm pretty happy where I am though. Like you know, I want to make more music like um, like flowers, like Fallen Flowers, and if this could last, they're like my two like gold gold standards in terms of like right, okay, I need to better these two songs like you know because i think the the songwriting in the instrumentation on both those tracks is exactly where i want to be i'm really interested in a lot of the lo-fi stuff that's starting to come out right now like one of my friends it was kelly he's from uh, manchester he was on the show was he Oh yeah, that's. Yeah. I, I think. I think he. It was episode two. Yeah. everybody go and check out Lewis's episode after you finish watching this episode. <laughs> um, Lewis is awesome. I love Lewis so much, and we're we're uh, we're really good friends. We we talk a lot on the phone. Yeah, you know, he makes. I love Lewis's music. It's really awesome. Like I feel very privileged that I get to hear quite a lot of his music before. Anyway, like every week or two we're sending each other songs and going oh like you know what you think of this where, where could this go and lewis has actually had a massive impact on my me still going like you know in terms of like you know when when i recorded when i originally recorded um late replies and like me kind of being down and out and lewis um although lewis is like two years younger than me lewis had kind of done that already when he had released his debut ep and kind of been through the same stuff I've been through and now Lewis is doing amazing numbers but I'm so thankful to have him as a friend Don't know why I cry in the night Please don't fall away from the gravity You won't sail on in the ocean sea Please just get off this old silly world with me I, I unfortunately haven't got a chance to play live since the pandemic has come along, except for a couple of behind the, behind the, like closed doors things, and um, recording uh, for stuff as well. I'm hoping with the release of uh, we got, of the release of Galway, we raise enough money. There's going to be some CDs that come out with Galway, and uh, I'm hoping through the money that we get from the CDs, that's going to raise the money to be able to finally do a headline show. Uh, was there a most difficult part of putting either Late Replies or Galway together? Fallen Flowers was extremely, extremely tedious. It was the toughest to record, I think, because I think I'd made so many mistakes with Picnic. I overthought a lot. You know, I I was really like kind of just make, I was like, I need to make sure this song is perfect. But of course, you can never, nothing's perfect. But I was in the mindset of like, you know, it's like, no, this has to come up leaps and bounds. And this has to get into these playlists. and. And I put, I put too much pressure on myself. So I decided to like re record quite a lot of um, of Fallen Flowers. It was the most tedious thing I've ever done in my whole life. And I remember finishing it and just, <sighs> and just like having like a big relief of like, I finally got this. And that was like a real sense of like, right, okay, we're back on, like, you know, I'm back on the horse, like, you know we're back releasing music and we're back, you know, being the singer-songwriter and like, you know, it, it kind of brought the energy up. It's like, no, I worked hard and this was the result and I got it perfectly. I'm really happy with everything instrumental about Fallen Flowers. And then, of course, I think, I think I don't know if this is just me or like this is a general thing when you listen to your own voice, because I know a lot of people who aren't musicians will say, oh, when you listen to your own voice, like, you're, you're like, oh my God, what's that? Like, you know, and I, I am. Like, that. I'm a lot less like this with Galway because I think that was something I was like making sure of before I released it. It's like I, I have to enjoy listening to this a lot. Whereas like I would listen to, I still listen to flowers like this for the last and live my life and the whole EP, like I still listen to them, but I do listen to them go In mm. some parts like, you know, I'm kind of just go, oh, you could have done better there. Or it's like, oh, Jesus, you made a mistake there, Sean. <laughs> that note is like half, half a tone off, like, you know, um, Things that I just didn't notice when I was back then because I was too naive and I was neglecting. I'm like, "Ah, sure, it's grand," like you know. Um, but that's the process. But what's fun about that is, like, two EPs from now, you'll be able to look back and
0: see your progression as an artist and as a producer as well. Yeah.
1: And that's that's what I want. Uh, something that me and Lewis talked about because Lewis um, took down his first EP, and it's always something we've kind of said to like, oh, would I ever take late replies down? But it's like, no, I wouldn't. I, I personally wouldn't take it down because I think it shows growth. If you could just uh, please go over and pre-save it. If it's before the 18th of February, if it's after the 18th of February, go over and buy it. Uh, I'm really pushing to make Galway my first number one uh, single I got late replies to number one the singer-songwriter chart and number three in the overall charts so I'd love to make Galway my first number one song so if you had a little bit of spare change you can go over to the iTunes store pre-order for 130 or wherever your currency is in wherever country you're from because I love this podcast listeners everywhere um, please go over and buy it Would literally just make the world like you know and I try and say thank you to everybody it's something that I'm like very passionate about. It's like, I, I need to say thank you to people. Like, I, I don't like being, you can call me out you can call me an or you can call me, like, any name under the sun, but please, I, I just don't like being called rude. So I'm like, no, no, I have to say please and I have to say thank you. And I will always, like, if I see somebody has shared something or has bought something, I'll always like, you know, thank them. And you know if you please could go over and do that like i would be eternally grateful you'll probably see me in your dms if you share it and there's cds coming out as well if you if you think the song's great and you want to show it to your nana who doesn't have spotify and stick it in the car you know just whack it on there and go look at this absolute waffler (laughs) and put it in there i just hope you you like the song like you know it's nice and chill it's it's um the big step up in the production and how everything goes about it but I'm really excited for you to hear it. I'm really, really proud of it. I think that's the most important thing. I'm really proud of the song.
0: Links to Sean's music and everything else can be found in the show notes. Indie Echo is a product of Hi Five Music, a digital production studio that brings your bedroom demos to life. If you want your music produced, mixed, or remixed, visit the link on my Instagram, at Hi Five Music, and you can follow the show at Indie Echo Podcast. Thank you for listening.